Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Steve Berneman, CEO and co-founder of Blueprint Title, a digital platform redefining the title and closing experience that's raised over $24 million in funding. Steve, thanks for chatting with me today. Absolutely, Brett. Glad to be here. Yeah, so before we begin talking about what you're building, let's start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background. Absolutely. So Steve Berneman, uh, proud Nashville, Tennessee resident. I am a startup founder. My backstory is I was a teacher for a little while. I Worked in minor league baseball for a little while. I did a JD MBA at Vanderbilt, and my focus was on small business the whole time. Uh, I got to work with some really great startups while I was a student. Graduated, went to a law firm. I did high tech M and A in Austin, which was absolutely fantastic. It was, you know, part of the boom of Austin, and got to work with really great founders. Most associates like to work by side because you're working with really big name clients, and and I was the one associate who really wanted to focus on sell side. I got to sit with founders in that moment where they were thinking about selling this thing they had built. And that seat at the table was was just really great. Left my firm, started a company in Austin at the intersection of professional sports and video games. I'm not a gamer. I just respect the industry. We built a what I think was a cool company. We sold it. I went to Vanderbilt for a year as an entrepreneur in residence. And during that time, built out a thesis and some thoughts on title insurance. And as I'm sure we'll talk about today, I specifically looked for a title. I was coming out of video games and sports, and I was looking for... This really isn't a joke. I was looking for the most boring industry I could possibly find uh, <laughs> because I wanted so much room and just space to run because I was in an industry that no one wanted to talk to me about. I'm realizing what a terrible way to start your podcast to talk about an industry that no one wants to talk about. But we've been doing it now for six years, and we found it mesmerizingly interesting and, and uh, look forward to talking about it. I always joke with friends, yeah, if you're meeting someone new at dinner and they're telling you about their business and it's this big, sexy, amazing thing, you can assume that they probably don't have any money and don't make a lot of money. If it's something <laughs> that's boring, just you know, assume they're rich, assume they're crushing and assume they have you know, a really good business. So it's a good uh, general I, rule. And, uh, I like to dive into uh, to boring businesses. I love it. I love it. And a couple of quick questions just so that we can get to better understand what makes you tick as a founder and as a leader. Is there a specific CEO that you're looking up to and following the most right now? Yeah, there's a founder that I absolutely love. And I'm going to go outside of tech. The person I think I look up to the most and try to learn from is Jose Andres. Jose Andres, for those who don't know, is a chef. Most of his restaurants are in the DC area, although he has stuff everywhere. And I assume most people have heard of him. He, among other things, introduced or is credited for introducing small plates to the US, which was really a European thing. And, and so you can love him and hate him for that. But really, what he's done with World Central Kitchen is just amazing. He flies in and talk about founder and entrepreneurship. You know, the war in Ukraine starts, or there's a natural disaster anywhere in the world. His group flies in and they set up food production and delivery services. I mean, within hours. And you think about what he's done on high-end dining and that sort of like small-scale, more bootstrap-level entrepreneurship. But then to be able to switch and go into giant, high-scale, low-margin, nonprofit work, 
I read everything he writes. I, I follow him on any podcast he does. Non-traditional founder, but really amazing at building solutions. Nice. I love that. And I always love when our guests you know, have someone that's not, you know, the typical suspect of, you know, someone in tech, I think it's, you know, just a really good place to learn is, you know, outside of this industry and you know, seeing what others are doing and then applying those lessons to technology. So I love that. All right. So next question for you is what book has had the greatest impact on you as a founder? Yeah, I mentioned I was a lawyer. And so I'm going to utterly punt and avoid your question. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have a favorite movie. I don't have a favorite band. But I do have, you know, probably five to 10 books that I think about all the time. And so hard thing about hard things I come back to. And what I think about is like the section about sales. I come back to the book, Who, when hiring, because a a huge part of my job is is surrounding myself with the right leaders. This is not a sexy answer, but the Malcolm Gladwell books, I think they have little ways to make you rethink what you're thinking. And so when I look at Atomic Habits or or any of these books that just make, make you rethink what you're doing today and how you can do it just a little bit better. Those are the books I go back to. Nice. I love it. And do you consider yourself a peacetime CEO or wartime CEO? That's a really interesting question. I don't have to be either because I work in an industry that no one else wants to talk about or work in. (laughs) I think what that means is we get to partner and grow. I, I would guess that makes me a peacetime CEO, but it's not so much peacetime versus wartime as everyone we work with agrees about the antiquated nature of our industry. And they're thrilled for someone to be pressing forward. And so we have competitors who I talk to at conferences, we'll sit and meet because we rarely run into each other. And every time they improve the industry, it improves us as well. Mm, Got it. Very cool. And we're going to talk about the origin story and what the company does here in a second. But just for some context setting, can you give us the 101 of what title insurance is exactly, how it works, and just an overview of the industry as a whole? Yeah, happy to. So title insurance as a background, for those who have bought a house, it's something that, first of all, it's pretty much just a US and Canadian thing. And so this is not a global industry. It is insurance that you really only get when you're buying a new property or taking a new loan. And title insurance is a guarantee against unknown encumbrances on your ownership. And so I'll say it again, and then I'll give the non-legal explanation of what that sentence means. But it's title insurance is a guarantee against unknown encumbrances on your ownership. And this is like a, a super American ideal. When you buy land, it comes with this bundle of rights. And you can think of this as like, you know, shotgun in hand. I can do what I want on my land, right? (laughs) So title insurance is a guarantee that like, well, not really. There's actually some like limits on your rights and your ownership when you buy a property. And most of those are totally normal. It's things like the water company can show up and they can come on your land and they can put a pipe down your front yard because that's sort of good for the general society to let them do that. It's things like a shared driveway with your neighbor. And then the really normal one is almost everyone has a mortgage on their property. Well, what that means is you can't knock down your house just because you want to. You can't rent your house just because you want to. Those are limits on your ownership. And so title insurance, when you buy a new property, we do a a historical analysis of your property and we determine what are those encumbrances? What are those liens? What are those restrictions on you? And then we disclose them to you. And what we offer is a guarantee that there are no unknown. And so if we disclose them to you, then they're known. And we promise there's nothing else. And I give all that background to say, title insurance is as much a guarantee product as anything. As an industry, we have between 1% and 3% claims rates. 
And you contrast that to the PNC insurance lines that have between a 50 and 70% claims rate. And so we sell a product that's more like a guarantee that has a very low claims rate. And as such, the industry really hasn't changed much in the 150, 170 years that it's existed. There are four companies that control almost 90% of title insurance underwriting. And that oligopoly is incredibly strong. They're quite old, and they've done a good job of working as an oligopolistic power. On the other side, the distribution in our industry is done by title agents. And whereas there's an oligopoly in title underwriting, on the agency side, there is no independent title agent that controls 1% of distribution. Totally fragmented. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so you've got these local title agents, you've got these big four underwriters. And what that's meant is no one's really been incentivized to improve title insurance or closing in 180 years because neither of those groups really want to spend the money to improve. And so that's the, the landscape that we saw and why we started Brand. Wow. Super interesting. And I know you touched on that at the start of the interview, but how are you perceived in the industry? Are you the rebel that's coming in and terrorizing everyone and you know, bringing change to an industry that doesn't want change? Or how do they view you? It's a $20 billion industry with four players who control 90% of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a gnat on their shoe. I don't think they think about me. And that's said humbly because uh, 90% oligopoly. I would say that if, if they were really going to say something, we are absolutely disrupting what they're doing. And, and I'm not a huge fan of, of the word, but our goal and, and a little bit of Blueprint, uh, we're a full stack provider. So we are the underwriter. We're also the agency and we're the tech stack. Our entire mission is to reduce friction in real estate purchase. What that means is it shouldn't be so confusing and hard to buy property. This idea that well, it's an important purchase, therefore it should be confusing, it should be hard, is so antithetical to reality and to how we do everything else. The more important it is, the more clear it should be, the easier it should be. And so we come in with that goal. Everything we do is therefore designed around buyer and seller, not around their agents, not around the lender, designed around buyer and seller. And importantly, wherever possible, our goal is to reduce cost. And so I think the thing that if, if we're thought of in any way, it's because I'm pretty public about the fact that this is a $20 billion industry, Brett, that should really only be a $10 billion industry. We should absolutely be shrinking the size of title insurance and closing. And I would say that I'm, I and Blueprint are probably the only people in the industry who will say that out loud. I mean, you have to get a target on your back at some point, right? With those big companies, if you're saying, hey, let's cut this industry in half. <laughs> yeah, listen, if no one ever comes after you as a founder, then uh, you never got anywhere. <laughs> I love that. That's good advice. One thing I just wanted to ask there that you mentioned, so you said it's you know, kind of an, an American thing. Why doesn't this industry exist in other countries? Like, why is that just here? Absolutely. You're going to rue the fact that you asked this question. I, I mentioned I was a teacher. I was an American history teacher. So the rest of the world uses what's generally called the King system. It's got some other names, but uh, Torrens is, is one. The King system is this idea that the government is the final arbiter in who owns land. And if you want to think about this, think Game of Thrones style. Like mm -hmm. you no longer own this castle, you own this castle. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they're the final arbiter. And if you think about the founders of the US, like 
That's not something they were going to do. The government doesn't decide. Actually, man, people, the citizens decide. And so in the U.S., what we have is, is a recording system. What that means is when you buy property, you go and record that purchase or conveyance of the property. You go and record that at the county level in a recording book. And genuinely, the recording book says, like, you know, Brett owns all of the land from the river to the tree to the rock to the old fence, right? And when Brett sells that land, he sells it to Steve, you go to the book and you write that down in the book. And then if there's ever a debate about who owns the land, we go to the recording book and it's evidence, but it's not the decision. In any other country, the king system would say, no, 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 the government's going to just say whatever's in the book is real. And here, what we say is the book is evidence. Title insurance came about in particular in Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is important because you can think about in the in the mid-1800s, Philadelphia has been around for 200 years. There's been a lot of property. There's a lot of changing hands. And the book got confusing. And so, Brett, you came to me and you were like, Steve, I want to sell you the land. And I said, well, that's great. But the book is confusing. I can't actually tell if you own the land. I can't tell if there's liens or if you took a mortgage. I can't tell what's going on. A third person showed up. And the third person said, hey, listen, I understand the book is confusing, but I'm really good at reading the book. And so I'm going to read the book and I guarantee you that Brett owns the land and he has the right to sell it to you. And Steve, I'm so positive that Brett owns the land that if you pay me a dollar, I will pay you the full value of the loss if I'm wrong. That's title insurance. This idea that I'm going to read the history of the land and then write you a guarantee against it. And that hasn't adapted in the long history of the industry. Wow, that's super fascinating. And I've always heard of title insurance, but I never actually really understood it. I feel like I'm a expert level pro now on it. So thanks so much for that. Absolutely. Let's talk now about Blueprint Title. Let's, uh, let's dive into it. So can you give me maybe just like the origin story and then just explain you know, what the product does and how it helps the customers that you serve? Sure, absolutely. The origin story is, so I was an entrepreneur in residence. I always say my wife refers to EIR as glorified unemployed person. Um, <laughs> and, and so you have all this time to think. And, and I was looking at real estate. This is 2016. And you know, friends that I'd gone to business school with had made so much money in real estate. And I just thought, I need to learn more. What I kept coming back to is this really horrible experience I had when I bought my last house. And I, I also had an investment property. I had a condo in Nashville. And just the purchase was terrible. And as I started talking to friends and other folks, what I found out was everyone thought that the actual closing of their house was terrible. And no one understood why or how it was terrible. And then when I started talking to real estate professionals, and they said, well, yeah, title insurance, yeah, it's terrible. But that's just the way it is. Right. And, and that's just the way it is, is such a motivational phrase for entrepreneurs. And I just started diving in and started learning, wait a minute, a 90% oligopoly in insurance? There's no other vertical that regulators are okay with a 90% oligopoly. Distribution is totally fragmented. There's no technology. And what I love are industries that are so antiquated that you can apply 10-year-old technology and suddenly be cutting edge. And so if you think about the way that most people buy and sell a house, you go into an escrow shop or a title shop, 
you sit down at a little wooden table and they hand you 150 pages that you've never seen before and a blue pen and they say, start signing, right? And if you just think about that moment, there's so much you can fix there. And on top of it, when you start learning about the title insurance piece of closing, well, there's so much you can fix there. And so I started learning, starting it together. And the origin really was this realization that for me, the fundamental problem in, in the title and closing industry is the relationship between the underwriter and the agent. That's where all the money flows. That's the lack of need for innovation. And then if you were going to solve this, the real way to solve it would be to build a full stack provider. And while that's a unique thought in title, it's not unique in insurance, right? There's plenty of, you think 2016, uh, Root existed and Lemonade existed and Metromod, right? There were lots of examples of, well, how do I build a full stack provider that can really solve the solution? And fortunately, I met some people who, who helped teach me more about title, a local title agent named George Mutter, who remains my mentor and good friend in the industry. He's been a, a real estate attorney for almost 50 years here in Tennessee. And with his kind of guidance, I just opened a title shop for a year of all of 2017. I sat in a windowless room and taught myself how to be a title agent. I mm-hmm. uh, was able to get some builders and contractors, uh, developers uh, who would use us as clients with some friends' help. And what a fundamental year got to go so deep into an industry that I otherwise knew nothing about. And, and I, I credit that foundational year of not having employees, not having anyone to rely on, kind of forced me to, to really do a deep dive. Wow. I love that. So you're really getting your hands dirty there for an entire year. Yeah. And frankly, getting stuff wrong. I mean, <laughs> it was um, our first escrow hire in, in early 2018. Famously, you know, it's a startup, right? So like, we both had laptops and she was on the other side of a small desk for me. And like five hours into her job, she looked up and just said, like, I'm so glad you found me because you don't know how to do any of this. I'm having to fix everything you've ever done. Uh, And she absolutely saved us. But yeah, it was was great to learn and make mistakes. Nice. I love that. All right, let's talk about traction now. So what kind of traction have you seen so far that you're okay with sharing? You know, look, we've been gathering clients across the country. Blueprint as an agency is live or licensed in 30 states. We also own an underwriter, as I've mentioned. And then that underwriter is live in 11 states. And so we've really been able to grow the footprint. You know, we haven't talked much about our market focus. Our, our market focus is on small and medium-sized businesses that transact in real estate. And the easy way to think about that is anyone who looks at a house and thinks of it as an asset, not as a home. And so those are builders and developers. It's investors and wholesalers, REITs, prop tech, refi and hard money lenders. It's everyone who transacts in real estate. We are the absolute, I would say, market leader right now in SMB real estate investors. Our ideal client is doing anything from 5 to 200 transactions a month. And that is the absolute fastest growing segment. And so we want to keep building our brand and position there with that market because we absolutely believe that's the future of real estate and then, frankly, the present of real estate. But I'll tell you that that statement about no one owns 1% of the market, Mm -hmm. uh, we're not even close. No one else is either. And that's great news because there's so much room to run. Wow. Interesting. And when you're speaking with these potential customers and prospects, what's that aha moment where they just really understand what you're doing and understand the value that you can bring? It's understanding their business. The aha moment is 
Title insurance is a one-size-fits-all product. It is designed around the consumer mortgage, what I call the sort of Bank of America, Wells Fargo, 42-day mortgage process. Um, That's the average contract to close time on a residential purchase. When we go to our client base, we say, listen, 42 days, you want to buy this in, in 11 days. And you're going to do it with cash, or you're going to assign the project, or you're going to bring hard money, or it's going to be seller finance. You need someone who can have the templates and workflows to understand your business. Because the more transparent we are, and the more we get out of the way, the more projects you can do. And so we're designed for your business. And that aha moment is when we show them the savings that we can generate. If you're buying a house in Phoenix, and we can save you $1,000 in transaction costs, because our underwriter has 40% lower rates, well, you just stretched your equity cash. And if we can close that deal in 11 days instead of 27 days, it means your team can focus on acquisition and disposition instead of being worried about transactions. And so that aha moment is, hey, look, log in, immediately see your savings, immediately see how easy this is, and stop worrying about title and closing. Got it. Interesting. Makes a lot of sense. All right. Next question for you. As I'm sure you've experienced, you know, bringing a technology product to market isn't easy always. So what's been your greatest challenge so far and how'd you overcome it? One, we're an insurance company. And so I was ignorant as to the regulatory burden of starting an insurance company. And that's not a tech answer. So I'll pivot to your tech question. We're asking people to change a really deep-seated belief that title and closing is a difficult manual process. We're asking people to believe in a product and say, listen, I understand that you've been doing this for 20 years. And the only way to find out information is to call and demand it. What we're telling you is change your mindset. Instead of calling, log in. If you want to connect to the API and I can deliver it directly in your system, even better. But log in. Go and see that the document you're looking for is right there. The status is right there. In fact, Every task we've taken on your file is delineated right there. Give yourself that confidence. That's a really hard thing to do, Brett. It's hard to get people to change behavior, even if what you're offering them is improvement. So we, from a tech standpoint, you know, we change features that we think are going to be killer features. And then we find out uh, people didn't understand the feature. And we actually have to dumb it down and, and take some of the feature ability away to better deliver confidence. And I think that's a continuing journey and absolutely something we're not nearly there on. Nice. Makes sense. And last two questions for you. What excites you most about the work you get to do every day? I can tell that you're excited. You can hear the passion in your voice. I'm excited to hear your answer here. It's really fun to work in an industry that people have to use and they have to buy your product, but they absolutely hate your industry because the bar is so low, right? Like it's unbelievable. We get these Google reviews or we get internal emails or people will call in and they'll just say like, you know, I bought 50 houses last year. I'm going to buy 75 this year. This is the first time in history that a closing actually happened the way we wanted it to and expected it to. And so internally, we're like, so you're telling me the bar is just meet expectation? Like, I I don't even have to beat expectation? That's encouraging. And it's also really motivational to say, how do we improve something? That is just such a drag on people. Like, I want people to buy and sell more properties. How can I reduce friction? How can I make them less concerned about it? It doesn't matter how boring the industry is. That's inherently a fun thing to do. Nice. I can imagine. 
Last question for you. If we zoom out into the future, what's the five-year vision for the company? Every single year, title insurance has larger revenues than the year before. Caveat, that won't be true this year because of 2021 and versus 2022. But there's this giant up and to the right, just revenue grab in title insurance. Blueprint will have succeeded when we've started to pierce and shrink the industry. So the five-year vision for the company, real estate transaction should be self-service. We've got to be at a place within the next 24 months, not 60 months, where you can log in, upload a contract, never have to talk to anyone, but own your transaction all the way through in the same way that you can buy any other asset on the internet. We've got to be able to do that in real estate. And correspondingly, if as we can deliver and reduce premium prices across the country, and that's not a short thing, that's a full five-year, that's a 10-year vision. If we can cause the shrink of title insurance and transaction costs across the country, we'll have started to do some good. And so that's the vision and, and what we're on a, a path towards. Amazing. Super exciting. Steve, unfortunately, that's all we're going to have time to cover for today. Before we wrap up, if people want to follow along with your journey, where's the best place for them to go? Blueprinttitle.com. We've got a lot of information about us. We also, for the one person for whom we whetted your appetite to learn more about title insurance, um, I'm going to put a plug in for the Blueprint Academy. Our content team has really done an amazing job to build content and information and tutorials about closing and title insurance. And according to the SEO ranks that they like to show me, it's absolutely one of the leaders in the industry now. Uh, and so to learn more, please go to blueprinttitle.com, jump over to the Academy tab and keep learning. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for your time. This has been a blast. I've learned so much from you. I'm definitely an expert now in title insurance and look forward to seeing you <laughs> execute on this vision. Thanks so much, Brett. Great talking to you. All right. Keep in touch. 